Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Live from Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, I'm <coughs> I'm doing good. Tentatively doing good. Um, we're once again recording a little bit earlier in the day, um, past my bedtime or before it, either way. Um, you know how when you're out of work for a while, like you start to have dreams about... Uh, like anxiety about uh, trying to find work or like you you have to go back to do a job that you haven't done for like 10, 15 years and you, you can't like figure out how to do it. You know, like I, I always have this where I have to like go back to waiting tables mm. and, I'll, and I'm like going back to a restaurant I worked at like, you know, 20 years ago or something. And like the orders keep coming in, coming in. And I, I can't figure out where things are. Like nobody's helping and everything's falling apart. I had the total opposite of that dream the other night where I was opening up a vegan cafe and it was like the Apple store of vegan cafes where like it <clears throat> had like windows on all four sides. And it was just like, you know, the, the best Satan bacon you can imagine and piles of blueberries. And like the very first day we had, you know, a line out the door and it was just a complete success. And I'm like, this is a great dream. Why can't I have this dream every day? This is like a great like relief from fucking coronavirus quarantine fever, you know? And then, like, we were so successful by the end of the day that we opened up a strip club with a giant tropical fish <laughs> tank in it. Like, the next door, the same day, we were just like, well, vegan cafe went good. Tropical fish <laughs> strip club. Let's do it. Just and let it ride. Was, yeah. Things I was like, good. why can't I have that fucking dream every fucking night? Yeah. Or actually do that. <laughs> or, know? yeah, do it in real life. Like... Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, actually, I think a lot about, like, owning a small business. I just, I just can't. Like, A, I don't know what I would do. Like, like my, my go-to would be, like, I really want to own, like, a little, like, small-town movie theater. Like, that just has, like, a fucking cool marquee out front and shit. But right. I just know that, that there's no way that's profitable, like, enough to even stay in business. Like, I don't need to make fucking, no, you know, well, money. But I need almost to- every small-town theater has a nonprofit behind it. And then, like, some millionaire benefactor that just yeah. wants to keep theaters open. That'll give them, like, you know, a quarter of a million dollars a year to stay open. So, yeah. And I don't know what the fuck movie theaters are going to do now because, I, like, I know a lot of theaters are talking about like the measures they're going to have to put in place. Like, they're going to have to do temperature screenings when you come in, and they're going to have to put like glass dividers between seats, which I, which I get that they have to do. But like, why? I would not. I'm just like, I have no desire to go to a theater if I'm going to have to be like going through TSA to get in. And I'm not saying that to say they shouldn't do it. They should, but like, why that not just like just, just tell people they got to sit every other seat you know like that seems yeah. easy enough it's tough to like sanitize the like cloth seats that like i don't know I, there's just a lot i think that's that's gonna be a, a lot of industries are gonna either die or severely uh be altered i think it, and when it comes back to like now it's time for them to go back okay how do we actually prepare ourselves to open to the public i think a well, lot of people th- are gonna we had be like theaters oh, back during the spanish flu we had a ton of theaters and they still survived. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, it, know. It, it it it'll be a rough few years. Put it that way. I think it'll be a rough few years for theaters. Yeah. Where just just in terms of people, people want to get know. the fuck out of the house, right? So those theaters aren't going anywhere, or at least most of them won't, right? And yeah. whenever this shit's over, people are gonna want to fucking go out on dates, go to the movies, fucking. Well, the other issue is there's gonna be a huge like like six months chunk where there's gonna be no fucking movies because nobody's been filming anything. 
So there's going to be a weird gap where it's like they're not going to be able to stay open anyway because it's going to be like, what the are you going to show? That's mean, they what reruns sh- are for. Fucking put, put you know. I'll go see Back to the Future Tarantino. in the movie theaters. Put, like, it, put the, put the class, exactly. Put the fucking classics back in the theaters. You know, what yeah. is it like? The This this week was like the 30th anniversary of Pee Wee Herman, Herman getting caught, getting jerked off or <laughs> jerking himself off in the theater. You know, it was yeah. in a fucking porno. Like, how do you get arrested jerking off at a, in yeah, a porno Yeah, so theater? bizarre. It must have been a sting thing where the guy just sits in those Seriously. theaters and looks. For, it's like, come on, man. Like, what do you think people go to those fucking theaters? I mean, I don't even know if those theaters exist anymore. in a fucking porno theater other than jack off? That's the whole thing. Nope, not allowed to do or, that. Or covertly meet with Matt Damon to discuss uh, who the mole is in, you know, in, your, in your crew. Those are yeah. the two things you could use a, a porno theater for. Apparently. Um, but... Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting um, to see what happens. Real quick, though, before we get into more uh, COVID stuff, I just want to up top give the plugs for the show. Um, if you want to support the show, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots, uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash move left, merch at tinyurl.com slash move left merch. Uh, I'm on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter, Bike Slutty. Although, yeah. you know, you might want to, you know, plug our, our new uh, soon-to-be-exclusive spot on Spotify. Like Joe Rogan will exclusively be on Spotify soon. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that, that's $100 million not, dollar that's contract. No big not deal. True. You, know, um, you know how much, how many records you have to sell as a music, uh, like a musical artist to get a $100 million deal for Spotify? You, that someone like calculated it's, it. it it's more than any every artist combined on spotify could make in a year or something like that i think right. they said just it, ridiculous just absurd absurd and ma- you know we we've been you know had some mixed views on rogan whatever um but I, you know i'm happy for him and and if anything this just means that it's one less place you know he's not going to be on youtube anymore so it's one less place i have to see that fuckwad elon musk so thank God. <laughs> yeah. Or Tim Pool or any of the other douchewads that he, you know, associates with. Sometimes. Have you ever seen Tim Pool without his fucking hat? Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> A guy uh, was bald by 15. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and everyone's like, oh, he sold out. I'm like, first of all, he was on YouTube to begin with. It's like he moved from one shitty platform with bad advertising money to another. It's really more of a lateral move. He just happened to find a way to get paid for it's like whatever i don't really give a fuck like I'm not, i don't think he was ever not you know well uh, uh, it's it's whatever but um it, yeah no i like the, it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting because a lot of states are starting to reopen um i think a lot of them are kind of juicing their stats to do so i think a couple of states it's probably you know safe to open limited things but i think there's what we're looking at right now is not the result of oh well we did a really good job of containing this virus and you know we're reopening because we did a great job no what we're looking what we're seeing right now is oh well you know capitalism has to get the wheels turning again and you know we're sick of losing money two months was way too fucking long and you you know what we're gonna just you're you're seeing a lot of the well you know some people are gonna die a lot of people are gonna die people die that happens like you're seeing a lot of that kind of um verbiage out of out of you know forbes and fucking cnbc and all those types of places and i i am very concerned because you know the states like california who who did a really good job for the most part in locking it in locking down um 
can probably reopen outdoor things, you know, to, uh, with precautions. Like, I think that's safe. But, you know, fucking Florida. There, there are states in the south, uh, Georgia, obviously, that reopened uh, while their cases were still climbing. Like, they hadn't even, like, their their cases and their death rate per death, like, daily death rates were still climbing. So it's like, just, there's, it. none of this is science-based. None of this is based on actual, you know, success in containing the virus. It's all based on who's leaning on me to reopen because, you know, I, I need my fucking 100 K from this company. Or, or, or they just don't campaign. have any population. Like the upper peninsula of Michigan is reopening They're They have like a eight level tier, uh, regional thing in Michigan they're doing right now. And like yeah. the, all of no, UP those places are probably fine. Has, like, the, no has like the total population of like a single County in the lower peninsula. There's just nobody up there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, oh God, where's this thing? Um, oh my God. Somebody started like compiling all of the, all the complaints about not being able to go to fucking, uh, Disney, Disney world <laughs> in Orlando. Yeah. And it, I'm sorry, but I and my family will not be coming to Disney Springs with my, these ridiculous rules, especially wearing some sort of mask. Mask should be optional. The mask seems to be coming more as a badge of honor and a feel good thing to do more than any medical necessity. As an annual pass holder, I will stand by and see if the rules are modified by the time the parks reopen. If the masks remain mandatory, I will be canceling my four annual passes. Thank you. Good luck. Like, good luck? Like, what fucking richest company in the world? Good luck. Uh, yeah. yeah, just, like, all the... And, of course, like, their fucking avatars, like the Punisher logo. <laughs> so yeah, just, of course. It's like, once again, conservatives identifying with the villain. People who all stockpile gas masks for the apocalypse who refuse to wear a basic yeah, face covering for stockpiling ammunition like crazy yeah. because I can't go out I can't go to fucking Denny's without my fucking you know sidearm mm-hmm. my open for my protection gun. for my protection because you never know when a virus might strike and I have to shoot the virus like well you could just wear a mask no tyranny tyranny <laughs> fucking yeah. imbeciles it, it, it's just just the stupidest people on earth and it, it's like. Even if even if this was like a 50-50 thing, which it's not, we know it's real, we know it's severe, we know it's serious, we know that it can be stopped or maintained or contained, I shouldn't say stopped, it can be contained if you take proper precautions. But even if we didn't know that, even if it was like a, you know, oh, maybe it's true, maybe it isn't, wouldn't you just fucking wear one out of precaution? Like, it doesn't cost you anything, it doesn't, you know, it, it, it's not a stylistic thing. There's plenty of cool looking men. Like it's just you're just being you, you a woefully stupid you know, person. Do like, your whole sons of anarchy. You know, southern will rise again. Bull. Just get a fucking bandana. Wear a fucking bandana on your face. It looks. Yeah, you look yeah. fine. You look like a fucking stagecoach robber. <laughs> you know, there you go. Fucking look like one of fucking Mad Dog Tannen's gang and back to the future. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just, but this is, this is like where conservatives shine when they get to pick an issue to be just like incredibly stupid about on purpose for no fucking reason other than it's, there's, there's performative all these fucking Facebook tag groups, you know, and they're, they're all just like the different things that conservatives do. They're hilarious, you know, what I'm, you know, uh, conservatives identifying with the villain again, uh, conservatives getting mad at things they made up themselves, uh, conservatives c- uh, critiquing socialism by describing capitalism again. You know, it's just like one. it just they go on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, that's re- so it's really sad. Uh, and there's you know, there's a lot of really funny videos because all these places are reopening, and you know, uh, of course, like the people I really feel for are the fucking retail workers who have to a put up with these people's bullshit. 
Um, and you know, I, we get it a little bit where I work, but it's not nearly as bad because it's a, a slightly more wealthy population. So they're at least, uh, you know, it, they're d- like dickheads for a million other reasons, but they're at least well, watching it's a news too. So the people going yeah. in there, ostensibly, I can't say the fucking word ostensibly, yeah, because we're recording so early in the goddamn day. Oh ostensibly God, <laughs> are coming in for prescriptions, so they're at least somewhat cognitive uh-huh. of the fact that like their bodies are fallible and could die at any moment, and they need a pill to not die or you know get better or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean the the Costco video. Oh God, so so funny. It, it just almost seemed like the guy who was being the asshole, not wearing a mask, who was wearing a fucking NASA shirt. Did you see that? Yeah, he was wearing like a NASA t shirt. He's like, I'm not. He like he was so unenthusiastic. He's like, I'm not wearing a mask because I'm not one of you sheep. And why are you taking my card away? Because you little bitch, you did. And then like the guy who's fucking like dealing with this fucking prick is. You can tell this is going on for a while before the video starts, mm-hmm. right? It's probably been like 10 minutes of this fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. He finally is just like, look, I'm sorry. I'm taking your cart. You're not welcome here anymore. And that guy is probably going to get fired for doing that, for doing his job and protecting other people's lives. He'll probably get fired. Well, I heard actually, I, I read, I don't know how, you know, what happens, I guess, when it goes more viral, but that Costco is standing behind him because that's like the store policy is not to let anyone it. Like Costco is, you know, it's still a shitty corporation, but they're a little bit better than they actually pay like decent wages, I think. They oh, pay they pay so much better. Yeah, they like they, 15 20 an hour depending on where you are. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. It's it's like when I I used to work a job where um I was doing call center work for the photo labs back when we had such a thing as photo labs. If you feel old now. I remember those. And we did we did photo lab tech support and web support for uh, Walmart and Costco's photo labs. And anytime I, I had to like actually talk to a store employee, which was rare, but it, you know, it happened. Yeah. Um, from Walmart, they just sounded so fucking depressed yeah. and demoralized and just like my life's fucking ruined. And anytime I had to talk to like a, a photo lab tech from Costco, they were fucking just like happy and doing the job <laughs> and jubilant and fucking getting shit done and wonderful. I was like, gee, I wonder what the difference was. And the difference was about $5 an hour <laughs> because yeah, yeah. Walmart was paying their workers 12 bucks an hour. Costco was paying them 17 bucks an hour. This is back in 2010, right? Yeah. So <laughs> if you're making 17 bucks an hour as a, working in a fucking big box retail in 2010, you're doing okay, right? You're yeah. not, you're not, you're not fucking downtrend about life so much. I mean, that should be, you know, should have been the bare minimum even in 2010 for any job. But of course, we're, of course, we're, of we're course. just so we're just so like used to but be like, like yeah, of course, some places you can, pay you fucking 725 right. still. So, I mean, you when know? you can tell how much money someone makes by the tone of their voice, that's saying something. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's fucking nuts. But it, this is this is like, again, this is where conservatives shine when they get to when they get to be victimized because they're so upset that as you know uh, white people for the most part they're just you know they, they feel like everyone else is a victim but or they, they, they you know they always complain about everyone else having a victim mentality because you know other groups who aren't white uh and aren't rich or you know or just uh aren't are, are you know systematically oppressed so they can't stand the fact that they can't pretend to be oppressed so when they're actually told that hey as a public good uh, and, and just as you know, public good—that's communism. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just just for the benefit of society, you need to just do this so that we we all need to wear masks so that we don't infect each other, so we can all go back to a semblance of normalcy, which is what they claim that they want. 
uh, they get to claim victimhood, which they love, but they look because they can pretend to be outraged about it. That's that's really what they're fucking, you know, doing. It, with it's this, hilarious but. though, because the same people that are constantly whinging about white genocide, and it's like, hey, you know what? If you don't wear a fucking mask and you and you congregate, you know, at at fucking, you know, I I hop or the beach or whatever, yeah. like there is going to be a white genocide. What? <laughs> Why I gotta wear a mask or else I'm not gonna you know, like just yeah. oh I got my gun. <laughs> I got my yeah. gun. You know, that's that's all they care about is is what they can shoot at. If they can't shoot at it, you know, then it doesn't and, exist to them. Yeah. Well, and this is I mean, and again, this is why we have four percent of the world's population, but twenty five percent of the uh coronavirus cases is because we do have no concept of like collective living or just you know doing anything for the collective good because uh, you know from fucking time out of mind we've been told like you know it's all about you the individual it's all about individualism do whatever you need to do to make it and fuck everybody else we had to change the plot of ghost in the shell to to fit an individualist mindset when that original character in anime was all about like sacrificing her own body for the collective good we had to change that that like you know very Chinese communist plot line because American audiences apparently wouldn't ex- accept that concept. <laughs> like that's how fucking like just it's only about me and nobody else. Yeah, yeah. Of, we complain when we had. censor movies that go to China. Like, oh look, look, they make a censor movie. It's like, yeah, okay, that's that. It, it, it's it's just you know it's the Spider Man pointing meme all over again. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I you know, but I really think that that's. You know, everyone's like, oh, I don't understand how we have, you know, 4% of the population, but 25%. That's, that's, that's why. It's because just in general, all these things, that's baked into our, our society, and, and that just filters out to the way that people... Yeah. We, we've also got 25% in, in, of in the global rank. prison population, yeah. too. So, yeah. like, again, <laughs> individual liberty for a big isn't that percent, fun? Yeah, of uh, the coronavirus cases also, because prisons are a fucking Petri dish for, for you know, COVID spread. Um. Yeah, you know, so it's just I, I I am very worried about the way that this is all happening and uh, the lackluster nature and the fact that like I, and I'm already seeing like you know I went to the I went to get gas on the way home from work the other day guy driving a Cisco you know like the food company Cisco right. you know meats and shit driving a food delivery truck goes into the gas station with no masks and no glove goes to the counter and buys something and leaves without picking anything up in the store. So he must have either bought cigarettes or lotto, you know, two totally inessential items. So he goes in there without a mask, puts the fucking cashier's life in danger, you know, is is delivering food without any kind of fucking protection. And it's like people just don't take this shit seriously at all. Like, you know, I, who takes it seriously is the security guard at my fucking CVS pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, young black guy. He's got dreadlocks and he's he's about six two, uh, skinny, but you know he's he commands a presence. Um, and he was the first person anywhere I saw start wearing a mask, and I was like, all right, shit's going down. If he's wearing, and this is this is like two months ago, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone knows they have to now, yeah, right? Except yeah. for drunk, dumb, fucking. Forty-six year old white men who basically. come in there. Exactly, this guy comes in, and and keep in mind, my neighborhood's like ninety-five percent Latino. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like the only white guy that goes in there, and then this fucking, I'm in line, like I'm I'm in the middle of, of checking out, so I see this all happen. Fucking drunk guy comes in, white guy, 
without a mask. And the security guard just turns him and goes, got to have a mask. Get out. That's it. That's <laughs> nice. it. And the guy goes, like, oh, like, how long have you fucking, like, where'd you come from? Did you just drift in from fucking Indiana, you dumb fucking hick? <laughs> and then I, so as I'm leaving, like, I see him, like, throwing crap out of his car into the fucking parking lot, just, like, trash that was in his car because he's angry and he's, dick. like, muttering to himself and he clearly doesn't have a mask. You know, he's just, like, drunk driving through the city. Yeah. Uh, and then he, like, just, like, peels out and leaves because he he, he's like, oh, I can't get drunk. Can't get drunker than I already am, even though I'm too drunk to fucking operate a vehicle. Oh, yeah, uh, CVS to sell liquor, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they, they, they definitely sell liquor. Not get in here, uh, New York, for some reason. They they sell it with ease. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. Connecticut has like the fucking weird. Did they sell blue laws? Like, do you know? Do you got? You know, what blue laws are. Do you have that? I lived in a lot of states, so I don't know what that means. But you know, I've lived in states where you have to go to like a special store. Well, with like a so, fucking turnstile to buy liquor, and I've been, you know lived in yeah. states where you can just like oh box of cereal, fucking. Jim Beam, there we go. All right, cashing out. Let's go. So it I, I think it's like it, it, they've eased it a little bit, but I think it's got like like Puritan like or religious roots, where it's basically like you can't buy liquor on Sundays. You have to buy liquor before nine o'clock or six o'clock on the weekends. Or it's 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 it, and they literally will like lock the cases of of liquor. It's it's so oh, fucking yeah. dumb. No, it's have you ever been to Utah? No, it, I think that's probably where it started. But what, what's the what's the law there? Oh, you you go to Utah, and they have all the same beers they have everywhere else, mm-hmm. but the beers are all three point one percent alcohol, and you're like, what? what the fuck is this? This three percent alcohol, like what? You can't even get drunk, and it's like, ding, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna pound fucking carbs upon carbs to, right. get, to get a minor. No, blizzard. it's crazy because it's all the same beer, and it's like all the beer companies make a different version of their beer for Utah. Is it like, labeled yeah. differently, or does it look the same? It looks exactly the same. Oh, that Every fucking me off so beer. Bad if I picked one up, and it Bud like... Light, fucking Heineken, fucking Corona. It's all exactly the same. It's just it says. Three point one percent alcohol, or like three, so three point something. It's like do they, it's do they have below four uh, percent. Maybe I don't know. It's probably it's, regulated I, I higher penalty too. Yeah. If anyone so lives weird. in Utah, listens to this podcast, please comment uh, on our SoundCloud page and let us know fucking, fucking where do you get people, liquor man. in Utah. Kind of harsh our buzz constantly. Um, but, no, you can't get a buzz to harsh in the first place. That's yeah, the point. this is true. Try, try, try to eliminate our buzz. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, you can say the magic word. <laughs> Well, speaking about harsh and our buzz, obviously you could tell we're 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 desperate to not talk about politics because it's just a miserable fucking slog of <laughs> slog of an experience living. Uh, it was in this so country. bad we didn't even record a political <laughs> podcast last week. It's the first time in we're two like, we're years. We're going to talk about a a, a fucking we have skipped a week. Yeah, yeah, we were just like it's so bad. We're just going to talk about a fucking 1990s, you know, federal government overreach, uh, you know horrific situation a, a massacre yeah massacre. A, 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 a fucking what's the, what's that word hmm. uh conflagration conflagration yeah yeah it, it was fucking yeah but yeah waco's really good go check that out if you don't listen to it and go watch yeah. the netflix series if you haven't watched my it. mom listened to it and she hasn't even watched the series oh. but it's it's one of those things where it's like we talked a lot about the actual event more so even than the series. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Like, if you were alive, you know you know what fucking happened, right? Yeah. Or do you check out the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Someone mentioned in our comments about some, like, documentary from 98 uh, about Waco that I actually really want to check out. Now I got to see if I can find it somewhere. It's probably on YouTube. 
as all weird 90s yeah. documentaries are in, in, in like 360 resolution yeah 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 in, in like four parts um but uh yeah so that was good but yeah so uh, you know we it, it's just I, I just find it really hard to get into politics right now because it's just like you know everything we were we were kind of uh advocating for whatever was just you know predictably and and you know suddenly smashed into a million fucking pieces so um in terms of you know in terms of electoralism and i think ventura not running even though obviously he would never would have won was kind of the last like well you know i can't even ironically root for somebody in this like it's just like this i just fucking hope uh it all burns down like there's just nothing to fucking you know it's it's just very hard to get into week-to-week politics because everything i look at it's like oh yeah of course you know she said that or of course he did this or of course like it's just like there's you know. there's nothing to be hopeful about no no well there's one thing but i'll get to that at the very end of the podcast but mm. you know it, it's just it's like uh fucking cynthia nixon tweeted out hey wouldn't the joe biden ticket be great if stacy abrams was vice oh, president God. and i was just like <laughs> no no, it wouldn't. God damn it, And that wouldn't even fucking happen, as we found out this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, for people that didn't see, you should go seek this clip out. I'm not really going to play it because the audio from it's not anything spectacular, but the video is really where it's at. So uh, Biden invited Stacey Abrams to go with him uh, on um, one of the morning shows uh, for an interview. Uh, and I think it was Lawrence O'Donnell. And... <clears throat> So O'Donnell asks, like, you know, hey, uh, Joe, you uh, you brought Stacey Abrams with you. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you you asked for her to appear with you. Is there anything you want to announce? Is there, you know, any, any particular reason you brought her on? And then Joe's like, oh, well, uh, I, yeah, I brought her on because she's, uh, and he just gave some rambling answer about, you know, election integrity and yada, yada. Um, the, the kicker, though, is, but... is looking at her face. This yeah. clip was all about her face. And that's why we're not playing it, because obviously it's a podcast that you're listening to right now, not a video so you, you can't can't see what she does but you can tell that she didn't know what joe was about to say and the look on her face was amazing at first <laughs> <laughs> and over the course of 30 seconds it it I, like i i wrote down exactly what it what it was and some people said like oh her face just like is frozen for 30 seconds and it's not no her, no you can her, her face is live like, yeah her face was gradually like, is he going to announce that I'm his VP pick right now? Like, because of course, you know that they don't plan anything because they're fucking incompetent. Like, yeah. literally, literally, uh, like his, he has no social media team. I mean, he has one, but it's 12 people that don't know what they're doing. Bernie's team was 100 people that were fucking experts. Literally, they tweeted out a tweet from Joe Biden this week. His team, who tweets us in behalf, on his behalf, because of course, Joe Biden doesn't know what the fuck Twitter is. <laughs> tweeted out a tweet and i don't even remember what it said but it was like from tweet deck you know at the bottom it says <laughs> yeah. like sent from iphone it, it said, was i sent believe from tweet deck that's yeah. how fucking incompetent they are is they they forgot to remove that <laughs> you know and if you don't know tweet deck is like a platform where you you like program where all your fucking you know uh uh focus group pre, tweets pre-schedule f- right. like tweets and it, campaigns use it when and lots of campaigns out. use it but it's like the fact that you would like leave that in the tweet Mm-hmm. Just shows you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and this yep. is the this is the fucking front runner. This is the 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 foreground nominee for the Democratic Party, and their yeah. social media team doesn't know what to do. 
Anyway, so Stacey Abrams, in a matter of 30 seconds, her face goes from utter jubilation to hesitant expectancy to cautious optimism to sudden confusion to gradual realization to only momentary regret. And finally, her eyes go blank as she begins to inwardly plot her revenge. You see it at the very end where, you know that that, that look where like you're not looking at anything mm-hmm. because oh, you're, you're so dead behind the eyes. You're, you're the only visualizing something in your mind and uh-huh. you can't see anything in front of you. Uh-huh. She like her, her whole face is just gone right by the end of it because she's just, she's like, I sold myself out for $5 million for my fucking little, you know, grassroots, whatever organization. And now I'm a, you know, basically a slave to this fucking guy that, uh, you know, finger bang a secretary and, uh, you know, supported segregation, um, you know, Strom Thurmond's best friends, uh, just all, you know, all this shit. Yeah. It, it couldn't happen to a nicer person too. I mean, so, you know, just, I, 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 when I saw that clip, I just thought of that true detective, uh, quote about like, you know, we get the world we deserve just go watching her go on TV and just debasing herself just week after week. He, the biggest rape apologist for Joe Biden of any of the Democratic the women. Worst. The fucking worst. So, yeah, when I see Cynthia Nixon say, hey, wouldn't it be great if Stacey Abrams? Blah, 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 blah. No, no, Cynthia, it wouldn't. What the fuck are you talking about? Ugh, I don't know what the fuck she's doing. <sighs> Marianne's I, I, I the only really good one left. We'll talk about her later. But Marianne's like the only one we can count on to not have shitty takes. You know, or even she sometimes has shitty takes. But but the shitty uh, ones, you just could be like, well, she's she's probably on fucking edibles right now. So good, you know, <laughs> God God bless her, or whatever. Um, no, I, I you know I see that Stacey Abrams clip, and again from from True Detectives, I'm just like time is a flat circle. <laughs> it's like we're just gonna do this over and over. Let's keep making the same mistake forever. Yep, I, 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 it's just so funny too because like you know in her mind she totally dismissed that that report that came out in Politico a few weeks ago about how. Uh, Biden's team thinks that Stacey Abrams is a joke and she's like d- making a fool of herself how she's publicly campaigning for his VP slot. So she's probably like, oh, that was fake. That was fake. He wants me to go on TV with him because he wants to surprise me with a big announcement about, you know, asking me to be his running mate. And of course, I'm going to say yes, because I have no ambitions other than to secure more power. Like, that's all she she's one of the most ambitious people like like and not in a good way. I, I, I don't know what the what, what the word is, but. Just, you know, overly, disgustingly, nakedly ambitious people I've ever seen in politics, which is really, you know, saying something. Uh, And to see her just completely crash and burn like this is kind of enjoyable because she's just not a good person. Like She's not a good person. Um, But did you see the the graphic that that Trump's social media team put out? Oh, God, so funny. It, 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 and I say so funny, and it's like this is look this they again the Democrats get exactly what they fucking deserve because they had twenty five other fucking choices and they decided that it had to be Biden because he was the one that managed to eke out a win uh, when Bernie was surging and it was like well fuck we guess we're gonna throw all our weight behind this guy even though he's literally the most flawed candidate of all twenty candidates running um, and yeah so Trump's social media team took that absurd ridiculous self-aggrandizing picture that, that weird silhouette picture of of stacy abrams uh like shot like from her. below where she's like shot from lit below. like godzilla almost she, like, she looks like eddie money like you know uh walking out on on stage amongst like the fog machine just yeah, like was, here i absurd. am and it's like what is this so they yes yeah, trump's team photoshopped in biden 
basically like molesting her from behind putting his his face down well, they took a neck. real picture of biden where he was rubbing that woman's shoulders and sniffing right. her the, the photo we actually have of him sniffing someone's hair and rubbing but, but the, you know, the, the the i mean the worst slash best part is biden's got his hand just like right up on her tit just <laughs> right up on it and, 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 the, and the caption was like oh no joe <laughs> right and it's like this is they have no resistance to to going you, that what, far yeah what are they going to respond no to qualms. that with Right. And, you know, it's like, how do you defend yourself from that Joe Biden team? Like, you can't. You can, like, this is just, this is, this is how bad it is. People keep saying, oh, Joe's good, you know, polling better nationally. Well, uh, yeah, but that doesn't matter. National polling doesn't matter. No, not right? at all. So, this is, this is 2016 this is a, all over again. This is a great headline because it asks a question that's so obvious that it's just like, how can you be so stupid? Trump's ratings are, uh, wait, Mr. Over here. Trump's ratings on the virus are sagging. Why isn't Biden surging? It's just, <laughs> it's like, just, yeah, banging the fucking mic on my forehead. All right, so let me just read here a little bit. Uh, a CNN poll released Wednesday found Biden leading the president by five percent uh, percentage points nationwide, but trailing by seven points among voters in crucial battleground states. In that poll, conducted a week after Biden publicly denied allegations of sexual assault, to which he had initially hesitated to respond, the former vice president's support among female voters and college graduates was badly diminished from recent months. Asked about the economy, this is, this is, this is where it's just like, oh my God. Asked about the economy, voters told CNN that Trump was their preferred steward by a margin of 12 points. <laughs> Great job, you know, guys. It's real great job. We we're in economic ruin right now, and they the the average CNN voter prefers Trump by twelve percent above Biden for the economy. Well, I mean, and, and that look. is that is how people vote. You know, okay. And here we further um, in a Monmouth poll, forty six percent of Democrat Democratic voters uh, said either that Reid's accusations were probably true or that they weren't true. Among independent voters, though, four out of five selected one of those options. Only 22% of independent voters said they didn't believe the allegation. So amongst Wait, so, so they probably true or are true, you meant, right? For the first for the first one? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So okay. so the average Democratic voter is like 50-50-ish, right? Which is terrible for him because that Which means is, half the party thinks he's a rapist. Right. But amongst independent voters, four out of five think that he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And I'm so, sure it's so that, five out of that, five for that five percent lead nationally, but seven uh, percent below Trump uh, in those swing states where four out of five people think that Biden is a fucking rapist. He's gonna fucking lose. He's gonna fucking lose huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's gonna lose huge. And so, a couple things about that about the economy. That, that, that bird behind uh, out your window agrees with me. By the way, he does. He does. That's <laughs> the official mascot. Um, it, so the, a uh, couple things about that, the economy, um, you know, Trump being 12, 12 points up on Biden on the economy. Well, w number one, you know, w you know, we, we know better about Trump and his economic interests, but, uh, Trump is the only president to ever sign, uh, a, a stimulus check of this, you know, significant magnitude. And you could say, oh, well, it was you know, the Democrats passed it and it was bipartisan, you know, whatever. And it wasn't nearly enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there's still people who are apolitical who look at that and say, well, 
Trump gave me $1,200. What the fuck did Biden and Obama ever do for me when Obama was in office? Like, they bailed out the banks. They did. Biden hasn't sent me a check yet. Why no. hasn't Biden and, sent me a check? And And right now, Nancy <laughs> Pelosi is not even talking about another round of stimulus payments or, or $2,000 a month check like, you know, Bernie and some of the other better Democrats are talking about. Um, she's talking about fucking like salt tax, like, uh, you know, reductions and, you know, absurd <laughs> shit like that. Where it's Pell like, Grants. Pell, yeah, we no, need more Pell, Pell grants. grants for the love of God. Run away Pell Grants. I need a Pell Grant. Pell Grants for all. So, yeah, it's just, they're so fucking, uh, you know, they're so bad on purpose, but they're also clueless, I think, because I'm sure there's a lot of Democrats who look at that and like, I don't understand how that's possible. It's like, yeah, because people don't give a fuck about your stupid fucking team sports mentality. Like, the, oh, the it, only it, people who hilarious. care about that shit is people in D.C., and they think that everyone in the country is either team blue or team red. And most people are just like, no, I really just want whatever politician is going to actually do the shit that they say they're going to do, and I want them to say that they're going to help me. Like, that's what that's what it's, it's like this bullshit Jeff Weaver article, uh, the, the headline of which, again, is just like, how can you write a headline this dumb? And it was uh, Sanders advisor warns of alarming trends that could lead to Biden's defeat. Really <laughs> alarming trend. Alarming trend. No fucking shit. Where the fuck have you been? Like, way to start secretly oh, torpedoing. Oh, Bernie's I just campaign. suddenly noticed an alarming trend. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, no kidding. Nobody wanted this guy. The alarming trend is that you rigged another fucking primary for the weakest possible candidate, and you're going yeah. to lose again. And did everything you could to torpedo the one guy who had a chance of beating him's campaign because you're a fucking, you know, disgusting uh, corporate piece of shit who just and, wanted and a job in the Democratic. Specifically about Jeff Weaver. Yeah, no, now, specifically, <laughs> who was, was Bernie's campaign manager in 2016, did a shitty job, was then just a senior advisor in 2020, but by all accounts still ran things, uh, hired all the and, people and, like Faz Shakir and Chuck uh, yeah. Rucha. And, and then he goes out, and recently, we talked about this a little bit last week, but he starts up his own ago, yeah. super PAC that did not have Bernie's blessing, so much so that he had to change the name of it. Yeah, did you yeah. see that? Yeah, yeah. Well, so initially he named it a Future to Believe in PAC, which was Bernie's 2016 slogan. And I think Bernie probably was like, look, you know, you're a fuck. I mean, Bernie still probably likes him. He still probably thinks he's his friend because Bernie, this is Bernie's fucking fatal flaw. But he probably was like, you need to change the name of that. I'm not associated with this. I do not want to be associated in any way with this. Um, So I I don't know what they actually changed it to. It's like progress forward or some. It's some generic. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Generic jack off. Near bullshit name. Yeah. Yeah. Focus group name. But, um, yeah, no, it's just, you know, and again, this is why we're so down on fucking politics right now. It's because it's just, it's just hopeless and it's disgusting and it's, you know, I, I, what else is there to say? But, you know, this, this Biden thing is just, I've never seen the Democrats, like Democratic voters, like, like party loyalist voters do such a fucking 180 in such a short amount of time on the me too and the believe women thing where they're just like you know they they all sound like trump voters like yeah you know trump could trump could grab me by the puss like those types of people like biden voters are just in mass on twitter and on facebook and shit like that uh and in the media uh basically saying the the democratic equivalent of that and now the the latest round of that is they're all of a sudden 
uh, printing articles about like, are we sure Ronan Farrow is good? Are we sure Ronan Farrow is not? Uh, pro- Ronan Farrow, the guy who broke the fucking Harvey, you know, who in part broke the Harvey Weinstein story and broke the Kevin Spacey story and broke a bunch of stories about these pe- people. I think the Charlie Rose story and about these people who are sexual or harassers, assaulters, rapists who uh, preyed on women systematically. He's been like the investigative reporter behind all of these things. And all of a sudden, there's been multiple stories in the Times and uh, three you know, of them, Daily, three Daily different Beast. stories in one day. And then on top of all that, fucking Matt Lauer. Oh, I have the headline the, the guy, yeah. the guy with the fucking the rape button uh, on his desk <laughs> suddenly <laughs> comes the... out with a Medium article because no one else would print him. No, saying, no, no, Mediaite printed it. Media, what was it? Mediaite printed it, which is actually a, a like the a. Fuck is... They're like a democratic, like they're like the Daily Beast. They're like a democratic, oh you know, oh like a, a legit democratic, yeah. like yeah. publication, Literally. internet publication. I, fucking, um, oh, what's her name from uh, Rose McGowan? Uh, tweeted uh-huh. something in response to uh, Katie Helper, uh, tweeting something about about Matt Lauer's fucking little rant. And I replied to it. I was like, Kevin Spacey's editing his Christmas video earlier this year. <laughs> like, they're all coming out of the woodwork to yeah, be like, hey, I was, that. you know. I was like, was Weinstein busy? Louis C.K. couldn't be reached for comment? Like, what? <laughs> I, I, t- I tweeted, like, if only Epstein had hung around a little bit longer, he could have made a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, this is the actual headline from the Media Hide article. Matt Lauer, uh, uh, opinion, Matt Lauer, why Ronan Farrow is indeed too good to be true. They published a fucking essay trying to defame this reporter by a guy who literally had a button under his desk that locked his door so that women couldn't leave as he was, you know, fucking harassing. And just it. Like, imagine it, that scene, too. Like, you're like, I've had enough of your harassing Matt Lauer. And then you, like, get up to storm out of the room and Matt Lauer's like, ha, 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 click. <laughs> and she gets to the door and, like, tries to open it. Like, you know, just it's it's so... Just like 1940s fucking, you know, crime noir fucking <laughs> stupid. You know, really and this guy is. was like, ha, 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 I have an idea. What's part two of that plan? Like, like really? <laughs> what, what, you're just never going to let, you know, it, it, it's just. Now, so... if you want to be let out, you have to do me a favor. Like, it's just like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, no, it, it's really gross. And, and obviously everyone is surmising that Ronan Farrow is probably working on Biden's story right now, and maybe even another accuser, maybe not even Tara Reid, uh, because they've already, you know, done everything they can to fucking slander her the right. same way that the right-wing well, press did to Weinstein was Christine one of Hillary Clinton's senior advisors. He was the one that was like, hey, you know what you should do is is bash Bernie for being a racist. <laughs> yeah. Right? He was yeah. the one that... And a fake was, Jew and all these other yeah, things. He's like, hey, I'm a Jew. I can tell you how to, like, attack Bernie for his, you know... Uh, anti-Semitism, right? So it, it's like they know that Ronan Farrow is, you know, probably a fucking liberal Democrat, but like has no qualms about, you know, publishing whatever he finds to be credible, right? Yeah. They're like, hey, you know, New York Times is like, you know, some of his stuff was was ideologically motivated and uh, didn't didn't uh, pass all the tests. Like literally, New York Times, you fucking signed off on Iraqi weapons of mass destruction. Like, it, you have no fucking right to say what is credible or not. You fucking praised Hitler, New York Times. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. 
and so Politico fucking ran a piece. I don't know if you read this piece. It, it made my fucking head explode. I, I read the whole thing and I was like, is there like a second page? Like this is this is what this it, this is the headline from this Politico article. Manipulative, deceitful, user. Tara Reid left a trail of aggrieved acquaintances. You know who they interviewed for this story? Three of her former landlords. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, the people that, that, that she's had conflict with are three fucking blood-sucking landlords who she had, like, you know, oh rent God. issues with. So, landlords. of course, even if, even if she had, like, literally, you know, bounced a bunch of checks and, like, d- committed, you know, uh, fraud, you know, check fraud or whatever, like, even if all that was true, how does that, how does any of that prevent her from having been raped by Joe Biden? Well, while she was, like, it's, it, it's just somebody, preposterous. Somebody said it very well they're like if they think that uh attacking tara reed for bouncing a check in her 20s is going to resonate with millennial voters uh they got another thing coming because <laughs> like like we are all in dire straits and the idea of being forced to bounce a check to pay your rent this is this is hilarious there's a, a bloomberg.com article uh titled if landlords get wiped out wall street wins not renters <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious because it's like this is this is who they want to paint as like the victim in all of this. Uh, the, the byline here is uh, bans on evictions and rent strikes could push out small investors. So they're admitting that like they're not even really care they don't even care about landlords. It's really about investors, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which landlords basically are because that's that's what they fucking do. Um, so this, this is just a little bit of text here. Nobody's bailing out Connecticut landlord Meredith Shields. More than half of the tenants. In the 27 low-income apartments she owns in the city of West Haven and its vicinity aren't paying, and there's nothing she can do about it. The state banned evictions until July and allowed tenants hurt by the pandemic to defer with no penalty. Okay, if you own 27 apartments and you don't have enough cushion to last two months on your savings, fuck you. I don't care if you own one property or 100 if you can't pay your fucking mortgage, if you can't afford your mortgage, that's your fucking problem, not your renters. Go get a fucking job, you deadbeat. Yeah, exactly the shit that you say to all these people that are, you know, being up, up. Yeah, I mean, 27 properties, 27 fucking properties. Like, just imagine having the fucking balls to, like, complain to a, to a fucking publication that you can't survive when you own 27 fucking buildings and you're, you know, well, I don't it, even know if it's 27 bill. It could be 27 individual apartments, but that's still like your, your, your income. If you, I mean, 27 units, let's say low income. Okay. So that's somewhere between 500 and thousand dollars a month in Connecticut. Like, it's between like eight, six and 12, I would say. Sure. Even. Sure. So times 27. Yeah. You're, what's that? Like 50 grand a month you get for free. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I I can't I can't go on for more than two months. <laughs> I have no money. Where did it all go? Yeah, yeah. fuck you, fuck yeah, you, Mary to the exactly. Shields. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's just fucking. It's so gross. But 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 again, this is this is the this is the fucking divide, and this is the fight we've been having. Is that the mainstream Democratic Party is full of fucking Ivy League liberals who disdain poor people and think that that's actually an attack on someone's character to say, Oh, well look, they're so poor that they can they've had issues paying their rent. Look at them. They, they obviously must be disgusting, terrible people. If they can't like, right. they think that that plays well. And we look at that and say, you motherfuckers, like that's literally everyone that we know 
you know, we're all dealing with some form of, you know, financial insecurity and that only makes her more human. That only humanizes her more. But to them, that that's that's like a slam dunk. That's like right. a we got her. And those that's, are the same you know. people that will say that, you know, it's tyranny if China is enforcing a system of social currency. Like, really? So <laughs> that that's that's tyranny. But in this country, if you have a credible uh, allegation of sexual assault, but you bounced a check, then you're, you know, like, oh, I bounced a check. Well, then your credit's hurt. And also you can't be raped. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's literally, you know, they, they complain when the right wing, you know, and rightfully when the right wing um does things like oh well yeah sure uh you know Maude Arbery might have been shot but did you know in 2017 he was arrested for shoplifting like that that's disgusting and they complained about that rightfully but they're doing the exact same thing and they can't see it that's that's what makes me fucking nuts no they can see it they just know they're or they just, just don't even care. they have the what? trump derangement syndrome and they're like yeah. i don't care if biden did what trump did more therefore whatever you yep. know and it's it's at the end of the day like they're not really opposed to anything trump is doing now they just don't like his personality right you you yep. run the the list of everything that liberals say they hate about trump and it's like uh, that was purely a continuation of what obama did before him kids in cages bombing you know it's it's like if anything it's like okay he's pulling all the troops out of afghanistan he's fucking finally ended our our quote-unquote war with north korea you know, like he's trying to ramp up a war with Iran still, but that's no different than Obama for the most part. He had a nuclear deal, but that didn't stop the, the saber rattling rhetoric, you know, about about Iran being this this sponsor of terrorism, which we still held their fucking money hostage and acted like we were some magnanimous force for giving right. them back the money that we still illegally trying to wage seized from them. In, in Venezuela. Right. Yeah. And I, I got some more on Venezuela yeah, we'll get yeah. to here in a bit, but you know, it, it's again, it's 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 style over substance. They don't care about the substance; they care about the style. They're like, "Oh, Obama made me feel good about imperialism, and Trump makes me feel bad about it." But do you want the imperialism to stop? No, I just want to feel good about it. Thank you, MSNBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it's just it's just really gross, and you know, I I don't know how we're gonna get through the next six months of this fucking garbage but i guess we, we have to um, that's i mean that's the worst part like at least if bernie was still running you could be like all right i mean at least we can pretend to have hope yeah yeah <laughs> and without it's just like who do you who do you turn to you know we got ourselves we got yeah. ourselves but i mean i think that's that's one of the reasons why i keep coming back to this venezuela story because it feels like such a victory <laughs> and the more I've looked into it, like the more details that have slowly come out, uh, the the more just like absolute joy I've gotten from it. Like like when they when they interrogated these two fucking American uh, dipshits, they they wouldn't let them wear their own clothes. They forced them to wear these uh, Moscow Russia sports jerseys, right? <laughs> Which is just like a complete fucking own. So funny. Right, and they they were in in English too, and someone was like, "Why aren't they in in Cyrillic?" It's like because they're trying to embarrass Americans, idiot. <laughs> and it worked. It was so effective <laughs> that all the U.S. media either cropped it, blurred it out, or inverted the image so it was backwards. I, the only place I could find it was inverted, and I had to flip it the other way around that's to so show funny. people and be like, "Did you see this?" Like that's how fucking fragile the egos are of the people in power in America that the, the sight of these two former green beret fuckheads wearing a Moscow Russia shirt enraged them. 
I mean, just imagine like Venezuela, they're, they're fucking sitting around with these Moscow rushers, like just wait till we catch some Americans, but we're to fucking make them wear this shit. <laughs> you know, because you know they didn't like come up with that on the fly. You know, there was like, you know, the, the, the thinking. They're like, oh, yeah, they because it, it's almost like a joke to them. It's like, oh, this will really fucking grind their gears. We, you know, watching our, right. our local news, totally which right. it totally did. Totally right. And, and just, I mean, my God, these the, the level of unprepared these people were. Like, not just how confident they were, but how unprepared they were. So they had these training camps in, in Colombia that were known about by Washington, by the CIA, by Maduro, by everyone in Colombia, right? Where they're, you know, like the fucking Bay of Pigs. Like, they're, like, training in, in you know, southern Florida, doing little, you know, on the, like, the Taliban video. They're, like, on the monkey bars, you know, and shooting bullets at targets and shit. Like, that's that's their training camp, Right. But the thing is, like, they took these small boats all the way from Colombia to Caracas, which, if you look at a map, is about 200 miles by ocean, right? Like, from just from the border. That's even, you know, and if they were right at the border, they would have been seen anyway. So they probably came from much further away. And, you know, that that's a long way to travel in a small boat or, or in, a, in a skiff, as they call it. And apparently, this this, this is my favorite headline. I'm going to read this. Bay of Piglets. <laughs> Nicholas Maduro celebrates a farcical attempt to remove him from power. That's just the headline, which I love. Bay of Piglets. Which implies that, like, they, like, it's... Anyway, you can infer whatever meaning you want, but it's perfect. Um, so this is just one sentence from that article. Uh, the next day, because they captured some of them one day and then more than the next day, right? So uh, the next day, two American former soldiers, apparently suffering from seasickness were among the invaders captured from a skiff as it drifted 20 kilometers west of the earlier incursion. So just let me parse that out. Uh, they never bothered to train on the ocean. <laughs> they were so they seasick. didn't have any idea what they were doing no. in terms of... You're going to travel 200 miles in a small boat and you never bothered to train on the ocean long enough to get your sea legs? What the fuck are you... Okay, and then and also... 20 kilometers drift west. That means back the direction they came. And they were drifting, which means they were out of fuel. So they were not only lost, they were out of fuel and seasick. And they were former Green Berets. How (laughs) fucking stupid do you have to be? I'll tell you, George Bush Sr., if he were alive and still had his fucking CIA training site at that oil rig, would never have let this happen. (laughs) Where, and apparently, <laughs> apparently they did still have a, a you know a, a satellite phone or a radio, and they had ordered uh, a, a boat from Aruba Island uh, off the coast. Very it's small Uber. island, actually. It's a lot smaller than I thought it was. Just a tourist resort. They apparently had ordered like a fuel boat to come save them that never arrived, <laughs> right? And and we know that like Maduro had infiltrated this group and had like actually helped them a little bit, like just to like. Get to embarrass the, them like well just to like you know get intel and also yeah, to yeah. you know help them along in their endeavor so that actually would fucking they would actually try it so they can then fail. catch them and yeah of course embarrass them. but th- it's it's like they clearly like th- this originated in florida right so it's like maduro can't make that happen right yeah um and so it's, 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 I, I sort of theorized that like Maduro was the one that like arranged the fuel boat <laughs> that never came. <laughs> so they would just be even more like uh, lost at sea and just fucking. Oh no, it's coming, guys. Don't worry. It's sucking traffic. <laughs> the it's fuel just, boat's coming, I swear. It's um, a big tanker going by. It's just, just to wait till it passes. <laughs> but this is, this is the, the part that really gets me is how this one uh, Guado 
is is basically like persona non grata amongst his own opposition in in Venezuela, and <laughs> they've been his, so this is this is so awesome. They've been contacting Washington, asking him to be removed, <laughs> right? And if you know how people like this get removed, it's not just like oh, we need to step down. If you know anything about like what uh, uh, Nyo Dinh Diem, who was the uh, dictator of <clears throat> South Vietnam, who was like basically a puppet dictator mm-hmm. for the U.S., right? Like he was amassing more power but not doing enough to uh stop the the Viet Cong which is what what you know the US installed him to do so it, like we just straight up assassinated him mm-hmm. right like it wasn't like they, basically there was a coup and the leaders of that coup met with with US officials and got their blessing to do it so that's how we get rid of people we don't want is we just let someone kill them Right. And that's basically, you know, quote unquote, removed from power. Like that's that's kind of how it happens. Um, but somebody, you know, he, he keeps saying, Juan Goido, uh, that he had nothing to do with it. And turns out um, some lawyers from uh, let me see if I can find exactly where this was. I got a lot of notes here, so I'm reading through all of it. I still do. I still do appreciate the Juan Guido character, though. I just just yeah. imagining him with his fucking. I have a hard time pronouncing it. It's it's no. Go out, go out. It's Guido, but it's funnier as Guido. I think I think he should yeah. be Juan Guido from now on. So let me let me read this whole thing here just to, just to get through it. Um, in the days since Venezuela uh, easily halted a bollocked coup, I love that bollocked <laughs> coup led by uh, an American. Uh, shadow sure. has fallen over. Juan Goido, uh, the Washington-backed opposition chief. Some of his colleagues are questioning not only their faith in him, but in the Trump administration's uh, administration's approach to removing President Nicolas Maduro. Opposition lawmakers have contacted the U.S. uh, State Department to request a change of direction, even leadership, according to five people with direct knowledge of the matter. On Friday, the Miami Herald said it had obtained a letter from Florida-based law firm Volk Law, that's V-O-L-K, addressed to Guaido, uh, advisors J.J. Rendum and Sergio Vergara, a U.S.-based uh, Guaido representative, Carlos Vecchio, and attorney Manuel Retorita, uh, Venezuelan investigative blog La Tabla has published a copy of the document on Twitter. The April 20th letter is written on behalf of uh, Gordo, the guy who started this little uh, Silver Corp mercenary company, uh, demanding $1.5 million payment on part of contract signed October 2019. As detailed in the General Services Agreement, Silver Court promised the exit slash removal of Maduro uh, in exchange for $213 million, $1.5 million of which was to be paid up front. And this is the really fucking scary part, <clears throat> is these guys didn't weren't just going to be like removing Maduro they were going to be security, quote unquote, security services in Venezuela going forward, right? The contract mm-hmm. here is quoting again. <clears throat> the contract goes on to detail future, quote, counter narcotics and, quote, counter terrorism agreements with Silver Corp under a Guado administration. Additionally, the paramilitary force was, also, was authorized to use deadly anti personnel mines strike infrastructure as well as detain and use deadly force against civilians who quote commit hostile acts or exhibit hostile intent yeah so so basically anyone that looks at them bad they could fucking kill yeah the definition of a death squad it's like we were just we were just yeah yeah 
An American death squad in fucking Venezuela. And fucking U.S. law firm's like, hey, you know that death squad contract? You got to pay up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so funny. I I can't. We said this a couple weeks ago. I cannot wait for this to be made into like a Coen Brothers movie or or just some fucking. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so funny. It would be like the men that stare at boats. Goats. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah, and, and then this is, I got to read a little bit more here. I, I know yeah. I've been reading a lot, but this was just like, is this just literally, you know, I talk about how the CIA will in, inject like low level propaganda in, in just like the tone or the framing of something. And people are like, that's a conspiracy theory. It's like, no, they do this to frame the narrative. You know, it's, it's like writing letters, fake letters on behalf of, you know, soldiers in Iraq saying how great the mission is that they just send out a template and say, hey, co-sign this, and then we'll send it to every small-town newspaper in the country so that everyone reading the newspaper, old people, <clears> will <throat> go, hooray, America, wave the flag. You know, it's it's not overt propaganda like you have in, like, say, North Korea. It's for it, simpletons, right. but that but they know a lot of people in this country will it'll be effective on. Exactly. But this is just, this is so over the top, it's hilarious. <sighs> Headline. Families of Americans detained by Venezuela in failed raid plead for help. Raid? A raid. <laughs> what, what, what were they raiding? <laughs> because because that in in people's minds that associates it with the raid on Osama bin Laden. That's what that that's right. I, that's what that's trying to, you know. It's like panty raid? Like haha college, that's fun, <laughs> right? But okay, so uh Many of the details surrounding a botched mission to capture Venezuela's president, Nicolas Maduro, are still murky and unknown. Like, okay, wait, the, the botched mission? Mission to mission. capture. Ima- mission. Imagine mission to capture as if, like, that's not just the democratically elected leader of the country. The, like, a, a mission is something that is sanctioned by a government, okay, yeah. for one. And let's, let's I'll, uh, the word coup doesn't appear in any of this, so I'll just let you know right off the bat. Uh, but for families of two Americans who are among the mercenaries, mercenaries is in quotes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but for families of two Americans who are among the mercenaries detained by Venezuelan security forces and accused of executing the operation, again, the operation? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, it was not. A, uh, anyway, uh, um, uh the team of security forces accused of executing the operation. The shock, fear, and concern for their safety is very real. So, really? They got <laughs> caught, motherfucker. Like, if yeah. you're concerned about their safety, uh, really? You're concerned about the safety of every U.S. person in prison for a crime they were convicted of? No, of course not. Uh, now, the- <laughs> nearly two weeks after they were taken into custody and paraded around on state television. Ooh, state television. State TV. What was, what's that like? The government has a TV channel. Scary. The government controls the news that goes out on that television channel. What they would were, that be They like? were paraded around by having to sit in a chair. That's, oh, oh, just grinds my gears. The horrors uh, never cease. <laughs> their families are searching for help from the U.S. government and answers for how the two U.S. veterans ended up involved in the bizarre saga. <laughs> Gee, I, I just I woke up one day and here I was with a gun and a boat trying to invade a country. Like, I, how did this happen? What's that? You have my signature on this death squad contract? I have no idea how that got I there. I, total, I, total I, oh, I was probably drunk. I don't. I didn't mean it. Didn't really mean the, it. The thing about that article that gets me the funniest is is the mercenaries in quotations. It's like when Trump tweets and like puts 
words unnecessarily in quotations. Like many quote unquote people are saying that I did. It's like that or, or, you don't, or when, like, don't when, know how to. <laughs> when Biden's team uh, types the word president, but isn't referring to an actual president, just the role of president, and capitalizes the word. Yeah, yeah. Incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this goes on here. They're going to quote one of the wives. This is this is hilarious. One of the wives who confirmed that the uh, Russia Moscow jersey shirt things they wore were not theirs that they were forced to wear. Anyway, so this is this is her quote. <coughs> the the cough wasn't part of her quote, but I couldn't believe it. I was in total shock. And it's just you know <clears throat> your heart stops and it's like the world stands still and you don't know what's going on. It was. Just really terrifying, said Melanie Berry, whose husband, Arian Berry, has been detained along with Luke Denham. She added she had no idea her husband of 19 years and father of their two children was anywhere near Venezuela. <laughs> she, she didn't fucking know where, like, really? How often does he disappear like that? You don't know yeah, where the fuck it, he is. <laughs> like, do, do you happen to think that maybe there's other things he's not telling you? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just maybe, you know. I, it, and I love that they have to throw in, like, the, of course, he has two children. Like, he's a father. But what do you think of the children? Like, yeah, I mean, think about the children and the people he was going to go kill. Um, they have a quote, not that great a quote, but it's from this other wife. I believe Luke was doing something that he believed in and he wanted to help people, said Kay Denham. Luke Denham's mother told ABC News, not the wife, mother, wanted to help people. Really? <clears throat> You're going to go kidnap and murder people. And you think that that destabilize a country, right? Right, right. And these idiots really did believe this. I mean, I, oh, sure. I, you know, you look at their social media and it's just they're onward Christian soldier type guys that truly thought, like, oh, 60 people is all we need to take out uh, an extremely popular president with an army of a quarter million people because they really do believe, like, it's these people that thought we could roll into a you know Baghdad and be greeted as liberators. And it yeah. wasn't fucking true because they 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 cherry pick their intel to believe that you know the people want a far right wing government that's gonna you know enrich a few select people and leave everyone in poverty and that's gonna be popular. They're like, we'll just we'll let the lucky few win, and people are gonna be like, oh, that's that's better than being poor. Like at least I have a chance of becoming rich someday. You know, nobody well, wants these, that. Yeah. I mean, this is Eric Prince, you know, uh, like, but but the stupid version. It's like Eric Prince is a guy who grew up insanely wealthy, you know, completely privileged, and also is is a theocratic maniac, you know, theocratic Christian maniac. So he thinks like, well, capitalism has been awesome to me, and and Catholicism has been awesome to me. Uh, obviously, I need to go or Christianity. I don't know what kind of brand of Christian he is, but uh, obviously, I need to go and spread that to everyone else because why wouldn't they want this? Why wouldn't they want rugged, cap, you know, ruthless capitalism and 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 the good you know teachings of Christ? You know, and and obviously, I need to bring this to them uh, by by murdering a bunch of them in in, in extrajudicial fashion, and you know committing war crimes but like obviously it's for the greater good like he really thinks that shit these guys w are like too stupid to be accepted into the like they would have washed out of blackwater's basic training like that's that's the crew that they assembled for this venezuela coup like it, it's just that type of person who it was not even at the level of of an eric prince uh, blackwater type mercenary yeah. So, yeah, I mean, more power to Maduro that, you know, you, 
again, we pro- we joked about this last week that like both he and the CIA were probably laughing at these guys. They were like, <laughs> I can't believe they're going to go through with this. This is such a fucking thing. You know, and then probably by the end, the CIA was like, we should probably stop these guys before it completely embarrasses us. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, they were already in the boats. Fuck. Like, oh, they're at least they'll run out of fuel and not get there. Oh, no, they made landfall. Fuck. Like, this is going to be such a PR fucking headache. Uh, Maduro's, like, Navy was probably like, do you, do you want us to just go grab these guys? Like, no, 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 let them in. Let them in. Come on. It'll be so much funnier if we let them in. Yeah. And then, then yeah. they actually think they're... Shoot, like, six of them, and then the rest put them in handcuffs and put them on the floor. It'll be great. Oh, you got those sweatshirts? Yeah, put those on them, too. <laughs> so, again, love well, this story. Um you know, not that any country should be under constant siege from U.S. imperialist shit fucks, but I love that you know the the socialist it had a happy government. Ending. And then keep in mind, this is not this is this is Venezuela is a democratic socialist country. Like most of their markets are still privatized. This is this is how like little of a you know tiny little shift to the left is a existential threat to the United. It's States. unacceptable to the United yeah. States. Yeah, I'm not even talking about. You know, our our most favored trading partner, communist China, apparently have no problems with them. Um, but yeah, I, I try to find hope where I can. And um, there was a meme, <clears throat> just to close this out. There was a meme that somebody put together. Uh, it's a combination of, of a, uh, a tweet conversation, short one, and then a graphic that they attached to it that we posted from our, our page, our Facebook page, um, facebook.com move left idiots. And I'm not going to describe the entire meme, but I did want to just read off the text here. And it, 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 when I initially read it immediately reminded me of a, uh, very popular song from a very popular movie from my childhood, from all of our childhoods, our collective childhood, uh, that we all grew up on, whether you were alive when this movie came out or not. <clears throat> but the conversation is between Marianne Williamson and just some random guy on Twitter, you know. And and Marianne's always talking about, uh, you know, the spirit realm, orbs, love, everything, you know, all that stuff, all that hippie shit. But I, I love how much she like sticks to her guns on it, you know. When mm-hmm. people kind of like joke at her, she Try just to make fun of her. Yeah, like she just she rolls with it and just like she has a way of always kind of like making you kind of be like, all right, God damn it, you're right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and she does this so well. Um, and I don't think she's dumb. I don't think she does, like doesn't understand history or doesn't know about things in history. She just has her own take on them. So just just to finish this up, to close this out for the week. Thanks for listening again, America. Yeah. I just want to read this back and forth. So it starts off. Aaron Williamson, Twitter. Love is the answer. And that is as relevant to public policy as to personal behavior. Hashtag big truth. And this guy responds. Love didn't win the battle of Stalingrad, but I get the sentiment. And then Marianne Williamson and all of her Marianne Williamsoness replies, actually, yes, love did. <laughs> <laughs>